Hey guys, Paul Rick here. Welcome to the Baseball Dad Show. In this episode, we're going to answer the question, how do I know if my son's playing too many games? So I'm going to apologize in advance. Um, you can probably hear my voice doesn't sound great. Every spring, I get a little bout with seasonal allergies. It's just, uh, you could set your watch by it and probably about 10, 12 days, um, I kind of sound like this and, and kind of look like hell. But um, So I apologize if I cough or something in this. Um, these podcasts we record, they're just... You know, they're very kind of real and raw, and they're not slick and edited, as, as you've probably come to understand. Um, so I apologize in advance, and I'll try my best to, to maybe, if I feel a cough coming on, to try and pause the recording. Um, so how do you know if your son's playing too many games? It's a great question. It's a question that always comes up as um, players start to move up levels. And, you know, there used to be a really predictable ascension process, right? There used to be like Little League, I don't know, would be like, you know, you'd move up starting t-ball maybe play like 10 games and then you know the minor leagues you play like 15 or 20 and then you know the major leagues of little league you'd maybe play like 20 or 30 games and then babe ruth maybe 30 35 and then high school would be more with american legion summer ball and stuff like that and then college would be 60 plus games plus summer ball but so it was it was predictable and those you know those those um you know those steps that that ascension was based on hey players are getting more skilled and getting bigger and stronger and more mature and they can play more games. And now though, um, you could probably, if you wanted to, you could probably find a game for your son to play in almost every day of the year somewhere in the country. There's games going on and there's tournaments, dozens and dozens of tournaments every single weekend. Um, and there, you could play on multiple teams and you can guest, you know, pitch or guest play on teams and um, you could play on, you know, a different team each season. You can play on multiple teams each season. You can play in your rec league and a travel and a, you know, all, all kinds of things. So the opportunity to play more games is, has never been um, greater. And so sometimes you, if you think about it, right, it, it, it does kind of make sense in one way, right? You say, well, if you play more, you know, you'll get more experience and more experience, you know, you'll be able to make better judgment. You'll be a better player. That is kind of true. There's a grain of truth in that. But there is an element where it becomes too much. So one of the quotes I love is a strength overextended becomes a weakness. So while you know playing more and more games, yeah, it can be beneficial to a player learning the ins and outs of the game. But it also is detrimental to development. So if we're talking about you know fully developed, mature um, players, then yeah, having more game experience is great. You know, but if we're talking about developing athletes who are growing and changing and uh, each and every day, each and every month, each and every year, and also going through growth spurts, unpredictable growth spurts, uh, we know that we've, you've probably heard me say it a million times, a standard deviation of development, and there's no timetable to develop. You know, there's, no, there's nothing that says, yes, at 12 years old, on August 1st, you know, you'll reach this stage of development and maturity and, and, um, and, and puberty and all that kind of stuff. There's no like timetable to it, right? It's, it's totally unpredictable. So when you have all of those variables of unpredictability, um, you know, the experience, the experience in game experience and, and gameplay at the expense of development could be long-term detrimental for the player, you know? So it's almost like if you were going to just do test taking, right? If you were just going to you know give your kids um, tests at school and yeah, they would get better at taking tests, but they would also wouldn't be learning anything new. And so what happens is we tend to, especially young talented players who are bigger, faster, and stronger than everybody, early developers, 
um, I, I have to catch myself. So, so they're not talented. So the younger players who are bigger, faster, and stronger than kids, they're not more talented. They're early developers. So just strike that, what I said before. So those early developers, they get pushed into this competitive cycle. And they often, when they're about 12, 13, 14, they start to see once the growth of other players levels out that they, they didn't spend enough time on their developmental part of their game and their skills of the game, their knowledge of the game, while their gameplay is fine, but they just they kind of don't understand the base the game of baseball and the their greatest talent, their being bigger, faster and stronger has kind of been minimized because everybody else is now caught up to them on the growth scale. So, um, you know, there is an, a strength overextended can become a weakness. And I remember a couple of years ago HBO Real Sports, <clears throat> I think it was that, did a segment on um, it was a youth baseball event that was being held by right near, I think it was the Detroit Tigers, right near the, the Detroit Tigers spring training facility. It was during spring training, and they chronicled, here's what the kids did all day. Here's what the pros did all day. And the pros, like, I don't know, whatever, how many hours it was, the kids went a lot longer than the pros. And so, you know, there's a lot in there to think about. So here's just a couple of signs to, to look for that in no particular order uh, or order of importance. Um, first of all, if somebody is pushing you to play more games, they probably have a second agenda, right? They're probably either trying to build a business or they're trying to you know, showcase players to look better or they're, you know, or or they're just, you know, some washed up old you know, scrub trying to live through vicariously through children. So anybody, anytime somebody is, pl- is, is pushing you to play more and more games, there's probably a second agenda there and you just want to be aware of it. You never want your kid to be part of some, you know, some washed up jock, you know, living out his dreams. You don't want to be part of someone's marketing plan. Um, you don't want to be part of someone's, you know, um, ego, um, and, and, you know, pumping up their own self-importance. Um, number two, if you think it's too many games, it's probably too many games. Simple as that. I, I, I always think there's a, a paternal, maternal instinct with moms and dads that they can kind of feel this stuff, you know, and, and every time, uh, you know, a, a parent calls me and says, you know, I kind of think this is off. And I was like, yeah, you're probably right. You know, because something, something set off a warning light, you know, in you that got your attention. Um, and so it might not be that, you've gotten to that point, but maybe you kind of see, like maybe you're getting to that point. Um, or it could be that, you know, you, you saw like an 85 game schedule. And I'm like, wow, that seems like a lot of games. So I would trust that instinct. If you think it's a lot of games, it's probably a lot of games. Um, number three, is your son tired? Is he burnt out? You know, is he, I'm actually, let me separate that. Is he, is he tired? Is he fatigued? Is he, um, you know, is he just, you know, is he having trouble waking up for school? Is he having trouble doing other things, having energy to do other things? You know, so if you see that your son is being fatigued by playing too many games, it's probably a good sign to back out and back down. Um, number three or number four, is he burnt out? So fatigued and burnt out are two different things. A kid could be tired and still have love and passion for the game. But when the, the number four is being burnt out is when you start to see maybe that love and passion for the game. Um, go away? Is he not as enthused about going to practice or going to games, or or maybe if he has to travel? Like, is it starting to wear? And this is a, this is something that a lot of parents miss because they kind of like, whoa, no, come on, you loved it, and they think their kid is just being a kid. <clears throat> Excuse me, they think their kid's just being a kid, and they gotta they gotta kind of push him a little bit. And sometimes you gotta do that, but you gotta be really aware. Is like, is your kid just burnt out on this stuff? Because 
I will tell you, man, there are a lot of players that I think could probably have gone on to have great careers in college and beyond that got burnt out when they were 12 and 13 years old. That by the time they got to that age, they were like, I just don't want to do this anymore. Um, number five, is he you know, not having enough time to do other things he's interested in? Um, that's probably a sign you're, you're probably doing too much. You know, so when kids complain that they don't have enough time to hang out with their friends or play other sports or play their video games, that that is probably a sign that you're doing too much. Um, and at the end of the day, um, it's really easy for, you know, a parent to get wrapped up in it. It can happen, you know, um, especially if you're if you feel like your kid maybe um, is an early developer or he does have some talent and you, you want to make the most of that talent. But like I say before, every time I get to speak to parents, I will say this. If your son has the genetic makeup to be, uh, or excuse me, if your son does not have the genetic makeup to be a major leaguer, there is nothing you're going to do that's going to help him get that genetic makeup. There's nothing. It's genetic makeup. You're not going to do that. Now, that doesn't mean that he can't improve. Doesn't mean he can't have a good career. Doesn't mean he can't play at higher levels. But if he doesn't have it, he doesn't have it. Now, if he does have it, if he does have it, if he does have that genetic makeup, either to play in high school or college or, or professional, if he does have it, there's infinite number of things that you can do to actually screw that up. You, you, you can actually stop that genetic makeup from reaching its full potential. And one of the ways to do that is by playing too much and where the kid either gets too tired where he can't play his best. Um, he gets, he gets burnt out where he's not excited. He's not passionate about the game or he's, so out of balance, he doesn't have enough time to be a regular kid. And at the end of the day, um, kids will always balance themselves out the first chance they get. So I don't know if you've ever heard of like the kid who's, you know, parents who are really strict on nutrition their whole life growing up. And then when they get their driver's license or they go to college, they like, they're like, wait a minute, like, what is this Taco Bell thing? This is awesome. I can't believe I've never had this. And all of a sudden they put on like 15, 20, 30 pounds, right, in a year because they have a little bit of freedom. Um, and so I, I find it's the same way, that kids will rebel against it. Um, and, and kids are very intuitively, um, uh, I, there's an intuitive intelligence that kids have that I have mentored kids who literally were just faking uh, like, like pl not, not playing well on purpose so that they could kind of get a break or faking injuries so they could get a break. Um, so all that, that I think there's, there's definitely a sweet spot number of games. It's really hard to say this is the number of games you should play and you shouldn't go over that because I do think it is different for every kid and every age group. But uh, above all of these things, if you are asking the question, is my kid playing too many games? He probably is. Um, so if you guys have questions, please go head over to the Baseball Dads uh, Facebook group. You can get there by going to BaseballDadsShow.com, scroll down, click on the Facebook link. It'll take you to the group. You can post a question there, and uh, my team will get it to me, and we'll answer it right here on the show. And thank you guys so much for listening, and I'll see you guys next week. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for Baseball Dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to BaseballDadsBook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.